Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. Love lies at the heart of all intimate connections, whether those connections are physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual, or any combination of those. Despite that essential nature, though, it's hard to define what love really is. Psychologist Robert Sternberg offers a triangular theory of love, which I think goes far toward capturing the elemental ingredients of love. We'll explore that fruitful theory in this episode. In a 1986 research paper, psychologist Robert Sternberg proposes that love has three distinct facets or components, intimacy, passion, and decision or commitment. Intuitively, these three ingredients seem to cover the range of emotions, attitudes, beliefs, and behaviors that come together under the term love. That suggests that love is not just an emotion, but something substantially broader and deeper. Sternberg takes the additional step of suggesting that various combinations of these ingredients correspond to different kinds of love. We'll review that taxonomy of love shortly. First, though, we'll consider the three components of love. The Britannica Dictionary has this to say about intimacy. Intimacy, the state of being intimate, which is marked by the consensual sharing of deeply personal information. It has cognitive, affective, and behavioral components. Intimates reveal themselves to one another, care deeply about one another, and are comfortable in close proximity. We see that intimacy holds within it elements of mind, emotion, and body or physicality. At the root, intimacy entails the sharing of the essence of two individuals. At the mental or cognitive level, that sharing is achieved through an exchange of deeply personal information in a spirit of mutual vulnerability. Obviously, that kind of sharing implies the existence of deep trust and feelings of safety and respect between the partners. Such sharing occurs without the need for the safety-preserving fear that is often present in non-intimate exchanges between people. At the level of affect or emotion, intimacy invites the honest sharing of how two partners are feeling about the things that are significant to them. One partner's emotional revelations are met with an empathetic response from their partner, and that deep emotional exchange occurs in both directions. Intimates, that is, people who have an intimate connection, are emotionally transparent to one another, rather than hiding their feelings from one another. At the physical level, two people who are intimately connected behave in ways that promote a deep sharing of information, empathetic understanding of each partner's emotional state, and a giving of mutual support, shown through caring, affection, appreciation, and acceptance. Let's turn next to passion. Like love, passion is a rather poorly defined term. Turning again to Britannica, we find that passion has three distinct relevant meanings. First, a strong feeling of enthusiasm or excitement for something, or about doing something, or a strong feeling, such as anger, that causes you to act in a dangerous way. Second is a strong sexual or romantic feeling for someone. And third is something that you enjoy or love doing very much, or a strong feeling of love for something. We see that the common denominator between these is the presence of strong feelings, which are the conscious registration of emotions. Love does indeed conjure up strong feelings of excitement about being with someone we love, as well as feelings of sexual or romantic interest in that person. We associate a strong feeling of love and affection for the full being of the person that we love. 
The sexual component of passion is often referred to as libido or sex drive. That drive acts as a source of energy that makes us physically aroused and thus interested in sexual acts when we're in the presence of our beloved. Libido is thus a physical component of love. The third aspect of Sternberg's theory focuses on decision or commitment, which is a conscious mental act that we can take to actualize our love, that is, to make it real through the actions we take. In our previous two episodes of this podcast, we noted that there are both benefits and costs to not being in a committed state, as well as to being in a committed state. Making a commitment is like passing through a kind of a doorway. How we relate to our beloved after becoming committed to them is different than how we related to them before that point. When we commit ourselves to a relationship with a person we love, we change our orientation to put our beloved at the center of our thoughts and actions. At that point, we go beyond considering only what is in our direct interest to focus on what benefits our partner. Of course, we also continue to consider our own direct needs, but in balance with the needs of our beloved. This change in orientation may lead us to do things that might disadvantage or otherwise cost us something, but with the knowledge that our beloved will benefit. We become less selfish and more generous. Making a commitment is a serious step in a relationship. Since a commitment is basically a promise, breaking that commitment constitutes a breach of the trust that our partner places in us. As we've noted in prior episodes, such breaches can damage or destroy a relationship. Making a commitment to our beloved is also an invitation to them to trust us to be there for them. This is a step toward the partners in a loving relationship becoming more interdependent and intertwined. Commitments are also an embodiment of my belief that love is a verb. It is concretely demonstrated and made real by what we do externally for our partner, not just by how we feel internally about them. Making a commitment to someone is a call to action. Now that we have reviewed the three ingredients of love that Sternberg proposes, we can take a look at how those combine in different ways to result in the different kinds of love that follow. First, there is non-love, or the absence of all three components of love. Then there's liking, or sharing intimacy with a partner, but without either passion or commitment. This is friendship, marked by feelings of closeness, bondedness, and warmth. Infatuated love involves feelings of passion, but with neither intimacy nor commitment. This is marked by physical arousal, which is the same concept as limerence. Empty love is commitment to a partner, but without either passion or intimacy. This, in the head sort of love, is exemplified by long-term relationships that have burned out and lost their spark. Romantic love involves feelings of intimacy and passion for a beloved, but without commitment, yet. And companionate love? involves feelings of intimacy and commitment for a beloved, but without passion. This is essentially a long-term deep friendship, but without physical attraction. It's exemplified by long-term marriages that have gone cold, insofar as passion is concerned. Fatuous love involves passion leading to commitment, but without shared intimacy. Sternberg cites whirlwind Hollywood marriages as an example. And finally, consummate love is marked by passion, intimacy, and commitment. This complete form of love is often seen as a goal for those in romantic love and who thus have passion and intimacy but not yet commitment. These combinations can be shown on a Sternberg triangle that has intimacy, passion, and commitment at its vertices and combinations of these on the connecting edges and within the triangle. 
When I think of Sternberg's theory in the context of relationship evolution states that I've identified for use in the two open doors relationship game, I see a possibility for extending the triangular theory. Specifically, I believe that love can and probably usually does develop in stages. This development process can be depicted as paths or trajectories through the Sternberg triangle. Frequently, partners are drawn together under the initial pull of physical attraction. The resulting interactions between those partners can then result in increasing intimacy between them. At some point, they may decide to commit to each other. The result is consummate love, which includes all three of Sternberg's ingredients. Of course, this evolutionary process says nothing about how long that love may last. This sequence of transitions can be depicted by a multi-segment arrow that connects each step of the sequence. As another possibility, two partners may initially be drawn together by intellectual interests or by shared emotional experiences. Those opportunities build emotional rapport between the partners. At some point, they may then feel a spark of physical attraction or passion. What we're describing here is, of course, what those who are demisexual experience. The combination of intimacy and passion may then lead to commitment between the partners, again leading to consummate love. We can depict this sequence as a multi-segment arrow that connects the steps in the sequence. As we can see, Sternberg's theory gives us a lot of useful food for thought as to what love is and how it works. Hopefully, that can help us understand how love plays out in our own lives. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors private Facebook group for posts and discussion and the Two Open Doors meetup group for events. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors.